What's up, Patty people, and welcome back to a new episode of Pal Palace Podcast. I'm your host, El Laricella. Happy Tuesday, or whenever it is that you are listening. I hope everybody's doing very well today. I am feeling pretty good. I am recording in my house right now. Um, I just got done from work, and I was thinking about this topic for the past week and how I wanted to talk about it. So I'm actually, I like got home and I was really excited to start talking. So um, hi. <laughs> I will start out with some things that just like happened this week. I um, I had a good week. I had a good week. And I went to a Christmas party a couple of days ago at my in-law's house. And the best part was my husband, James, getting excited, seeing all the kids running around. And he said, oh, I can't wait for next year when we get to add a new person to the family and, and add to that little tribe. I mean, I can't tell you what that does to a pregnant woman's ears. It was the cutest thing he's ever said. So um, that was awesome. And yeah, the Christmas party was good. I hope everybody's been going to holiday parties. Um, and if you have, let me know how they have been. I know everybody celebrates a little bit differently and I love Christmas traditions. So next episode will probably be more Christmas centered or at least holiday centered. But Christmas is approaching. We just, we just got our tree. Like this house has been decorated since before Thanksgiving, I think. Maybe like right, no, before Thanksgiving. Because I'm a cheater and I, I started early this year. But um, we've had our decorations up for a really long time. And we just now got our tree. And my husband used to work on a Christmas tree farm, so um, this is a little disappointing. But at least it looks really nice. I'll post a picture on Instagram or something. Oh, very exciting news, you guys. I finally have a website. So I've been really dragging my feet on this. I do this podcast for fun. Like, I don't really... <sighs> I just like to talk, okay? I like to talk. I like to have people <laughs> listen to me. Um, and this is like my recreational activity. So this is something that is my little pet project. It's not something that I'm like, oh my God, I'm out to make millions of dollars one day and I'm gonna use this to like make it into my career. Like if that happens, cool, I'll take it. But for being for someone to get paid for just talking into a microphone like you have to have something special. So, I mean, I'm not saying I don't, but that's not the goal here. So, I'm keeping it light and easy. I really only post, you know, on Instagram every once in a while. I don't I just talk. I just have fun. I just I hope you guys feel the casual energy and you like it and um so yeah, I officially got around to making a website and it would actually help me so much with engagement if you guys just clicked on it. It's the link in my bio and if you click on it, it'll take you to my website where there are two different options right now. One of them takes you directly to Spotify to listen to the, ne the new episodes and then you know how I ask you guys every week on Pouty Monday what your like what a, like a question I ask you a pounding Monday question right I have made a form now so if you go to the website which is the link in my bio you click on it and it takes you to the to the web page there's two options and one of them is 
taking you to that form. So I've made a form where all you, all the questions that I ask, or at least some variation of them, and even other ones are always on that form. And it's not going to go away either. So all of the ones that I've ever asked you are loaded up there and you can go at any time, just click on the link and then write in your answer as long as you want. And then um, it's all anonymous. So I don't see who posts anything or who writes in anything. Um, and Maybe that's a little bit of people's hesitancies to tell me secrets and things on Instagram. So I figured this was an easier way. And if you're just going about your daily life and then something reminds you of one of the things we've talked about on the podcast and you want to add your story, um, but it was like four or five episodes ago, please like put it in because I'll eventually be doing a similar topic or I'll do the same topic with different answers again. So that'd be super cool. And you can fill it out, fill out as many as you want at any time, whatever you want. So like I said, if you guys can just click the link in my bio on Instagram, it'll take you right there. It's pretty self-explanatory, but I just thought that would be cool. And um, I don't know, maybe I'll even put my own stories in so that one day I can, I don't know, I can think about I can reread it and and remember it and bring it up on the on the podcast. But like I said, you no one will see anybody else's answers either. So it's it's all anonymous. Um, okay. So that's pretty much the big news of this week. Um, not a lot has been going on, even though we're getting down to the end of the year. There is this one girl who makes a list every year and she's on TikTok, of course, and she writes a list every year around this time about her predictions for the next year. And I don't really know what her qualifications are, but she talks about um, how she thinks the Biebers are going to get divorced this year. Um, I think we're all rooting for that. But at the same time, what is our girl Selena Gomez doing? What is she doing? She's dating some strange strange man named Benny Blanco. I know he's famous. I don't really know much about him. I looked him up a little bit to try to figure out what he was all about. All I could see was a bunch of like Twitter arguments about him um, making fun of somebody. Charlie Pluth, I think. I don't care. But I just don't think he's, um, he looks like Andre the Giant, like small. If, if anyone knows who Andre the Giant is, he's the guy who played the giant in um, in The Princess Bride. He's definitely very, uh, very recognizable. I don't know, but she's going to bat for her man. She is wearing a ring on her left ring finger with a B on it. Um, she's defending him in the comments of her pictures, and it's it's getting it's getting heated. But you know, to each their own. Um, I'm sure we all secretly hope for a Justin and Selena reignited romance, but we'll probably never get that. And also he's kind of a piece of shit now too. Anyway. Okay. So that happened. Um, some things that I've realized about myself this weekend, I'm sorry, this week, a couple of things. One is that I absolutely hate ASMR videos. Does anybody share that distaste? For ASMR videos, like I, I really, I've discovered that I really hate it. Um, like people eating, and like it's just silence, and there's people eating into a microphone. I don't know what it is. It's just it's gross. Like 
um, there's a guy, Keith, uh, Keith, 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 what's his name? Keith Lee. He's a dude who goes around and reviews restaurants. Like he's a food critic, like a self-proclaimed food critic. And he's wildly popular. And all of his videos are of him going and he goes into a restaurant. He rates them on like uh, service, on food quality, and I think on price. And in every video, he has to sit and try everything, right? And I just, oh, it just like, it bothers me. He sits there and he just like, oh, that's gross. I hope I just grossed you guys out so you could see what I mean. But yeah, I can't do that. And I don't like when people do the specific ASMR videos where like they'll whisper into the microphone and then they'll, they'll crinkle on something. Ugh. I know like listening to this back, I'm going to probably feel really nauseous, but I don't like it. So yeah, one of those things. The other thing I found out that I hate, which I've kind of hated for a long time, but I didn't know if it would go away after I found out the gender of my child. But I hate the term boy mom. I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, but I don't know what it is. The term boy mom to me sounds not only super millennial to the point where it's too much, but it it sounds it, when I okay when I think of boy moms or people who label themselves as boy moms, it screams this is my only personality now. This is my whole personality. This is my life. All I am is a boy mom. And I also, for some reason, I know this is not the definition because obviously the definition of a boy mom is a mom who is a boy. But I could never imagine myself like making that my whole personality. I ha I'm going to have a son and um, he's a boy. I'm having a baby. I will be a mom of a boy, but I'm not a boy mom. It doesn't take over every fiber of my being that my child is a boy specifically. And I also feel like there's this very weird phenomenon with mothers not all mothers. What am I? You know what I mean. Not all mothers. I'm talking about the specific type of mother who is in love with their son. The ones who never want their son to grow up and get married or have relationships of their own because they'll get jealous. The ones who get upset when the son-in-law or the, the daughter-in-law doesn't want to spend holidays with them because she's awful. Like, like that kind of, that kind of woman, that kind of woman who is just obsessed with her son and to an extent like treats her son as a partner. And I, I find it creepy. And, um, I don't know. It, it really, it's just one of those things where I can't wrap my mind around it. And it, it, it the association with that behavior and boy mom is what really kills it for me. I don't want to ever be referred to as a boy mom. People that have like joked around with me and my friends who call me boy mom, I'm immediately like, no, please don't. I don't like it. It's gross. And I'm not a boy mom. I am a mother and I will have a boy. Hopefully he's happy with being a boy, but that's just about it. I really, I'm okay. I've beaten this to death, but that's pretty much how I feel. And then the last thing that pretty much happened this week is um, a there's a viral video cir circulating on TikTok of this girl and she's in a club and she's feeling herself. She's dancing to Rihanna, uh, only girl in the world. And then some other girl in a red shirt is next to her, right? Like she doesn't know this girl. And the girl like 
pushes her, I guess, because they're too close to each other or something. And you can clearly tell that the girl next to her in the red who pushes her is and then looks at her with like a stank face like, I'm sorry, you're in my space. Um, no. And anyway, it's just led to a, a ton of hilarious um, reactions of people basically just like pretending to knock out this girl in the red and then walk away. And I don't know if any of you have ever been there, but I, I have. I do not like people infringing on my personal space. I can't stand it, in fact. And if I am around someone who just feels the need to put their hand on me or get in my way or in my personal bubble, I'm immediately like, absolutely not. One time when I was at a bar, I was like 22 and I was dancing, having a great time. And of course, when you're 22 years old in, oh my God, guys, I can't do math, but let's say, let's see, how old am I now? I'm 28, I'm 27 and I am, I'm 27 and it is 2023. So when I was 2018, I was 22. And don't laugh at me, okay? I'm really bad at math. When I was 28, and when I was 18 in 20, whoa, you guys know what I mean. When I was 22 in 2018, my God. And I was at a bar, I was dancing. And I was wearing this really tight, cute outfit, very scandalous, not much to be left to the imagination. But that's how everybody dressed back then. You know, you got your choker and you're going out top with your jeans. So I'm dancing. This girl comes up to me and like with her back to me, she starts bumping into me. And it happened like four or five times. And I was like, I'm getting really annoyed. So then eventually at one point she turns or she she's holding a drink and she's dancing and she bumps into me again. And when she does that, she knocks over, she knocks her drink down my back, down my whole back. And I don't, I was drunk, of course, but I was also like really mad because I had been dealing with this woman, this girl for the past like hour, like just getting in my space. So I pushed her. <laughs> I actually like turned around, grabbed her and like pulled her down. And then I actually knew the guy who was the, and, and guys, I'm not condoning physical violence. You should never put your hands on anybody. This was a very bad reaction that I had. I, I, I don't regret it. <laughs> but this girl was like antagonizing me and I, I reacted. I, so yeah, I pushed her, I, I pulled her down and then I got the security guard to take her out because she was super sloppy and just like bumping into everybody and pouring her drink everywhere. And of course my night was ruined, but it just made me think of that, the video that I watched. So yeah. So this week I decided to talk about a topic that my friend actually brought up to me as a good idea. She's going through some things with a boy and um, not bad things, but she has a lot of questions because she said, you know, I've never had a big sister and I've never had somebody I could like go and talk to who's been in these scenarios um, who can give me advice about things and you're really good at it. So maybe you should make a segment on your podcast about advice. So hello, everyone. I am your big sister, Elle. And today I will be giving you my unsolicited big sister advice. This is a, uh, a little bit of a warning. I was not the best big sister when it counted. I feel like I'm doing a pretty good now, a pretty good job now. Um, 
my sister does listen to this podcast. She and I are four years apart. So I'm the oldest. And then we have a brother in between us. And my sister and I had, I think, an age gap to where we, she was still a kid when I felt like I was becoming an adult or a young adult anyway, when I was a teenager and I was bratty. And I was really nasty to her because my parents and I did not get along. So I used my um, anxiety and my anger and I used it as a way to like, I used her as a way to try to get it out. And that wasn't fair to her. But I, I'm doing my best to make penance for that now. And I think we have a pretty good relationship at this point. And it just keeps getting better. So that's really nice. Um, but I do wish that I had created an environment that she felt comfortable enough to come and talk to me. And I didn't. So maybe this is my second chance. And maybe you guys can all um, take something away from what I say today. But I asked everybody on my Instagram yesterday uh, or two days ago what advice you want from me like what big sister advice would you want or what would you I don't even remember how I phrased the question correct like exactly but it was something to do with what big sister advice would you want or what would you ask your big sister advice for so I've got some pretty interesting questions here and I think we would just we'll just go down them so there these are all your questions and some of them are very interesting <laughs> But we will we'll start. We'll get started. Okay, the first one is, what to do when someone overhears you talking badly about them? Was this made for me? Was this, was this pointed at me? Because this has happened to me so many times, and it's, it's really embarrassing. And you would think that I would learn my lesson by now, but I am just like a very shocker, very talkative person in general, and I... I do gossip a little bit. Oh, I know it's not the best trait, but I can't help myself. I've actually gotten so much better too. But <laughs> one time I was dating, I when I was dating my husband, um, we were doing like these cards, like these get to know you cards. And one of them was like, what is your least favorite thing about your partner? And my husband literally said to me, like, I think it's my least favorite thing is how much you gossip. And that hurt. But at the same time, like, he still married me, so... <sniffs> anyway, so what do you do when someone overhears you talking badly about them? I would say immediately own up to what you said and apologize. Um, because in that point, you really don't have any other option. You can... You, you don't have to apologize if you really feel that way, but you can apologize for talking about them and having them hear it if it hurt their feelings. Because in, in one of my situations, I was talking about someone at work and um, she overheard it and she pulled me aside a little bit later and was like, hey, um, why did you say this about me? It's really hurtful. And why were you talking about me? And I did not feel bad about what I said. I felt bad that she had heard it and that I had hurt her feelings. So I apologized and I said, look, it was inappropriate of me to talk about you behind your back, especially in a place where you could be. I didn't realize she was there and she's not always there. But I said, I am sorry for what I said. It was inappropriate to be talking about it where I'm talking about it. And you're right. It was very hurtful. And I'm sorry that you had to hear that. However, I don't I do feel this way. And then we talked about it and we ended up coming to a resolution. So, you know, 
at that point, there's nowhere to hide. If you got t- caught talking about someone, they heard you. You can't say, oh, no, you misheard me. Like, no, y- you said it and you can't lie about it. And you know what? If you get caught making a mistake, it's always best to just admit it. Because the minute you start hiding things, then people don't trust you anymore. And I've learned that the hard way too. But if somebody catches you literally in the in the act of doing something wrong and then you don't have the guts to admit it, obviously they're not going to trust you anymore and they're not going to want to be around you because that's just not the right way to handle that situation. I don't know. Okay, next. What should I do if I love my boyfriend of three years, but I know the relationship is over? That is hard. I will preface this by saying my rule, my rule, mine. This does not have to be you. You can disagree with me. That's fine. My rule is that you should always, you should date you should date for about two to three years before you get married or before you get engaged at least. And if you date for three years and then the guy doesn't know that he wants to marry you, he's not the one. That is my opinion. Like I said, I actually know many people who have been in relationships for like a year and then they get married and they are thriving. You know, they're happy. And that's the exception to the rule, I think. I just don't know how personally I myself could truly know somebody well enough to marry them. And if you do make the commitment to marry somebody before you truly know who they are, marriage is accepting who that person will be and who that person will change, like how that person will change going into the future and sticking with them no matter what and just accepting that. But I feel like there's a lot of things that you really don't know about how a partner will treat you until you have experiences together that will test your relationship. So for example, I also think it's important to move in with people um, before you marry them or before you get engaged. I think you should get engaged and then move in with each other. That's what my husband and I did. I'm glad we did it. They always say the first year of marriage is the hardest. And I feel like that's because you're moving in with each other for the first time and figuring each other out when you're at at your most comfortable, when, you know, walls are going to come down and people are going to act differently, whether they think they are or not, or whether they try to or not. So if you love your boyfriend of three years, but you already know the relationship is over, then you know the answer. You know the answer. If you are not, if you're already questioning if you want to be with that person or you know it's dead in the water, it's okay to still love them, but move on. And if I'm curious to know more information about it, but you know, who knows it's over? You know it's over, or he is telling you it's over. Like, what is the situation? But if you've been together for three years and it's not looking like he wants to commit to you or marry you or give you whatever type of commitment that you want. So it doesn't always have to be marriage, you guys. Like you do not, you do not have to get married. That is not what I'm saying here at all. But if you want to get married and that is a goal that you have for the future and you've had it for your entire life and then you date somebody three years in and they have no intention of 
marrying you, but that's something that you still want, then I think you know what the answer is. It's so tough. It's so tough. Because I've been in so many relationships before that I knew they were dead in the water a long time before we broke up. But I was so comfortable being in the relationship. The thought of dating anybody else was repulsive. I didn't want anybody else. So I tried to make it work. And I did everything I possibly could to change my idea of what I wanted so that the pressure was off. And that didn't work in the end. And I was constantly very emotional and upset. And I constantly had stress and anxiety that I was going to lose them because I knew eventually I would. It was just a matter of when. And not only because of them, like it wasn't always, oh, this person isn't into me anymore or the relationship isn't going to work out because they don't want it to work out. It was me. It was me too. I, I mean, I couldn't tell you how many occasions where I knew that I was in a relationship that was going to hurt me because it wasn't right and because I was constantly changing who I was to fit the narrative that that person saw me as. And then in that, I changed my goals for myself and for my future and my expectations of who I would be, you know? Like I had a boyfriend who who traveled for work all the time. And I always imagined that when I got pregnant with my first child, I would have my uh, my husband's support and he would take care of me and I wouldn't be alone. But he traveled for work all the time and it wasn't something he was ever going to change. And I remember saying to him one day, like, you know, what happens if I go into labor and you're in Sweden? Are, are you going to fly back for me? And he's like, well, if I'm on a job, then I probably can't. What does that say about how someone cares about you? What does that say? And I think in that conversation, which was like maybe a year into dating, and we did for two and a half. A year into dating, that conversation made me go, oh, it's not right then. But I kept going because I was so comfortable being with him and I loved him so much. And you can love someone more than life itself. But if they don't match up with what you want and your, your feelings and your path and things just feel wrong, it's not worth it. And I can tell you from experience that my relationship with my husband is the most calming, happy, loving relationship I've ever been in. We have never once entertained the idea of not being together. And if you are an option to someone or if they are an option to you or if you know it's not working out, why are you staying other than the comfort of not having to go out and find someone else? You know, it's a hard, it's a hard thing. And I know I say this from an outside perspective, being a married woman, but this is just what I've learned and what I would tell my little sister. All right, next, what to do on those days that you question your whole personality? Let me 
my God, you guys are getting so deep with these. I love it. What to do on those days that you question your whole personality? So what I think this question stems from is the, the struggle of knowing who you are and knowing what you like, which only comes with age and time, I think, and trying more things every day and not being afraid to take a plunge and make a change and do something different. Um, what to do on those days you question your whole personality? Like, you're not going to know if you like something unless you try. And I think a lot of times people will try to act like they like something or be involved in something that isn't true to their personality and is uncomfortable in a bad way to fit in with society. Like when I was growing up, I was bullied pretty heavily in school and I was ostracized pretty quickly because I was weird and I was different. And um, I don't know, the kids kind of lost interest in me uh, around like fifth or sixth grade. I kind of kind of dropped off in popularity there because I was quirky. I wore weird clothes and had a weird haircut and I read books and I was introverted yet very extroverted. And uh, when I got to college, like I, I tried I tried my best growing up in high school in middle school through high school, right? I tried my best to e embrace who I was, but I didn't know who that was because I kept trying to do the things that the other kids were doing because I thought that would make people like me. So I guess what to do on those days that you, I know I've read this like four times, what to do on those days that you question your whole personality. I would say that it's not just a day or two that you you question it's like a fundamental thing like you have to really learn who you are and that only takes time and that only takes growing up and doing different things and truly be becoming happy with who you are and it's hard but you can do it it's just gonna just gonna take a little bit but eventually you'll get there and Keep having new experiences that feel good. Okay. What do you do to feel confident when it's one of those weeks that you just feel blah? Do you guys remember that? I think someone asked Rihanna the same question, the exact same question, and she said, um, pretend. It's either that or cry myself to sleep, and who wants to do that? That is spot on. I am a huge believer in fake it till you make it. And you're never going to feel confident 24-7. That's just not how humans work. So on the days that I feel blah or weak or however long it is, I pay attention to myself. And I do things that make me happy. And I go get my hair done or my nails done or I exercise or I start reading a, a book or I try to do things like actual physical things that will make me feel different because if you just sit in bed and you're you know there's a different level here like this I'm not talking about like depression I'm talking about when you just don't feel like yourself and you're lacking 
a little bit of confidence that week. I'm not talking about depression. That's a different thing, clinical depression. But if you're like, you know, I'm, I'm a little sad today. Like, I just don't feel, I don't feel right. And things haven't been going my way. And I'm just not feeling that great about myself and my body and what I look like. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Put on your makeup. Dress up. Go out with your friends. Wash your hair. Like little tiny things. Where, like pay attention to yourself and do whatever you want. Other people can take a break on having you care about them for three days. You can say to those who rely on you, I am feeling very stressed out and very needed lately. And that's beautiful and wonderful that you need me, but I need time to myself. And I, I need to just focus on myself for two days. I need to put the energy into, into me and cook, make good food. I don't know. Just, just do things. Do something. Go shopping with your friends. Go see a movie with your boyfriend. Do something out of your routine that's just for you. And I know that might seem like common sense, but when you're truly feeling like in a funk, you don't really have motivation to go out and do stuff. You have to force yourself. So fake it till you make it. I hope that helped. <laughs> but that's exactly what I would do. All right, how to get over an ex. So oh, why are you asking me these questions? Um, I know I asked for it, so I only have myself to blame. And this is like the age old question, right? Like, how do I get over heartbreak? How can I forget him? La, 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 la. There is absolutely no cookie cutter answer for that at all. What I will say is that for just forgetting about it or turning off your emotions or blocking it out or ignoring your pain is not the way to go about it. If you, how do I put this? If you can't go through it, you'll never get over it. And I also learned that the hard way. In the same relationship I'm talking about with my ex-boyfriend who traveled, when we broke up, it wasn't this big dramatic thing. It was basically me saying, listen, I think we're in two different places. Let's take a little bit of time to think about it and then we'll come back. But I already knew that he was feeling like he didn't want to be in the relationship any longer. And I just was tired of feeling like an option. So it wasn't dramatic, but it hurt because I really, I really thought in the end that I had found my person. You know, I'd, I'd convinced myself, even though I knew deep down inside that it wasn't the person I was supposed to be with. I had convinced myself that I, that I could accept a lifestyle that I didn't necessarily want. Um, before I met him and we broke up. It was horrible. It was hard, but I told myself for the first time, I'm not going to wallow in self-pity and sadness. I'm going to just shut it off and I'm not going to think about it. I'm going to go about my life. I'm going to act like everything's okay and I'm going to move on. And I happened to meet my husband about 
three, two or three weeks right after that. And I was in absolutely no place whatsoever to give anyone any attention because I was so shut off emotionally. And I met the love of my life. And thank God he waited and helped me get through heart heartbreak over someone else. I mean, you're not going to find that just out in the wild. That's not normal. But I, I did. And I treated him poorly while we were going through this whole thing of him trying to open me up and, and help me to like break down my barriers and help me feel emotion again and help. I know that sounds so dramatic, but it's true. I really did shut off my feelings. Um, to the point where we couldn't connect, but he knew how special I was. And I also, I could feel it immediately when I met him that he was someone who would be very special to me too. So, you know, he didn't give up on me and I, I was so grateful for it, but I took advantage of it at many times. And, um, it wasn't until I got over, I let myself grieve the end of my relationship. And doing that while you're in the beginning of a new relationship is messy. It's messy and hard. And you can save yourself from having to do that. You have to go through it. You have to feel the pain. You have to because every single time you do, you get a little bit stronger because the more pain you go through, and come out the other side, the more you realize that you can handle. And every relationship and every breakup is a huge lesson as to what you want and what you will accept and what you're looking for. And sometimes it takes you out for a while and it hurts and it's supposed to. That's what, it, that what, that's what heartbreak is. It, it's supposed to hurt. You have to feel it. So how you get over an ex is that you feel it all. You, you just let yourself cry. And then eventually one day it won't hurt anymore. Unless you, you harbor that feeling of resentment and sadness because you won't allow yourself to get over it and let it go. So yeah, that's my advice for that. You get over an ex by truly feeling the heartbreak. And nobody wants to hear that when you're actually going through heartbreak. It's devastating. But that's the only way through it. All right. We only have two left. What to do when your friend group drops you slash when do you know that you've outgrown a friend? Okay, so the first question is what do you do when your, when your friend group drops you? Um, drop them back, girl drop them back. You don't need anyone who wants nothing to do with you. You should never beg for anybody's attention, not just men. Cause like, I know I've been very boyfriend relationship heavy with these questions, but like, if you don't, if you have somebody, anybody in your life who you have to fight for their friendship or for their attention, absolutely not worth it. Absolutely not worth it. You don't need anyone 
who doesn't want to be there. That goes for a parent, that goes for a sibling, that goes for a friend, that goes for a relationship. If you are constantly the only one putting in the effort to try to convince people to want to spend time with you and be around you, they are not the one, sis. They are not the one. So if a friend group drops you, all of those people suck and you can go off and find someone else. You can find new friends. You can find a new friend group or don't have a friend group. Be happy with yourself. It's important to have friends, but if that's not what you want and it, it's hurtful and friends, friends suck. Like sometimes friendship breakups hurt even more than like relationship breakups. It's a thing. It really happens. Like, I don't know, guys, like just know your value and know your worth. And you're not going to know this until you go through something and, and you come out the other side and you're like, wow, I really let those people treat me like that. I was in college. I had a, I went to college for two years and then I lived in the town that I went to college in, um, for a year after I dropped out, I had a group of friends um, that I had I had met and kind of like formed of maybe like five, six people. Um, and it was traumatizing. They were really awful to me. Um, but because I had never had a friend group like that, like people who I like thought the world of, people who I thought wanted to do things with me all the time. Um, this, this was my college friend group. Like these are supposed to be the friends you make for life. That's what everybody says, you know. But unfortunately, they made fun of me a lot. I was kind of always the butt of the joke for various reasons. One time they made fun of my hearing loss as a butt of a joke. Another time they decided to stage an intervention for me over my actions, <laughs> which never happened. Um, and basically to just tell me how crappy I was over nothing as a joke and they all sat there in a circle and started telling me just like how terrible of a person I was when I hadn't actually done anything just to have something to do um horrible behavior they were truly like mean people and it's a shame because I I loved them I would have gone to bat for them I would have done anything for them and I, I don't speak to them anymore, obviously. I speak to one of them, who is one of my best friends to this day, who has, you know, he was there, and he says to me all the time, well, not all the time, but whenever it comes up in conversation, you know, they were awful to you, Elle. Like, I'm sorry that that happened to you. Um, but I didn't want to lose my friends. Like, they were my only support system. I was alone out there. I, I had no one out there but my friends. And to have a bunch of people who you love and care for just destroy you and destroy your character for the sake of fun. I mean, I learned my lesson and I left and I cut them off 
and I moved back home and they, I said to them, when I moved back home, I'm scared that you guys are not going to want to talk to me anymore. I'm scared you guys aren't going to want to be my friends anymore um, because I'm not there and we can't do things. And all of them live within an, I don't know, 45 minute uh, radius of my hometown where I moved back to. And not one of them reached out to me. They all kept kept me in the group chat and were talking about dumb, you know, I think it was on Snapchat and they were all talking about dumb stuff all the time, whatever was going on in life and on campus and outside of campus. And I, I, it got too much to me to see them like being happy and living their lives and no one invited me back for a weekend. No one asked me how my life was going now that I had moved back home um, into an environment that I was uncomfortable in. No one checked on me. So I removed myself. And then all of a sudden, everybody goes, oh, why? Why did you take yourself out of the group chat? Why do you want to talk to us anymore? Like, what are you doing? Like, that's super rude. Like, we've done nothing but be good friends to you. And at that point, I had realized that I had been duped. So never beg people to be your friend. The true people who love you and care about you, like my one friend who was part of that friend group, but then later removed himself as well. Those people love you. Those people care about you. You should never, ever beg for anyone's attention. You are good enough on your own and you deserve to have people make you feel like that rather than an option of someone to spend time with. That goes for any relationship you have in your life at any point in time. The other part of this question was, when do you know that you've outgrown a friend? It's when you don't agree with them anymore about things. It's when you don't have fun with them anymore. It's when you're fighting to spend time with them or they make you uncomfortable or they just, they don't, they don't make an effort to talk to you about things that matter to you. They don't show up to events for you or things that you do that you're proud of. They don't wish you happy birthday. They don't. I don't know. They don't do things for you. I've been in having, you know, I've been dealing with this pregnancy. I've been pregnant now for 18 weeks. And they tell you that you, you really learn who your friends are when you get married. But I feel like you really learn who your friends are when you get pregnant. Because I have a solid three to four friends who I thought were really important to me who haven't reached out to me once to see me, to spend time with me, to talk about my baby, to ask me how my health is, you know, who haven't wanted to enjoy and experience the biggest event of my life with me. And, you know, you could choose to take that and be depressed by it and be upset by it and decide that, you know, you're you, you to take it and feel really offended by it. But at this stage in my life, I just appreciate the ones who are there for me extra. And I don't take it personally. I don't. There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing I did to them 
they just don't feel like making an effort to reach out and be a part of this moment with me is worth their time. And sure, you could use the argument, well, they're busy, they have this going on, they have this, they have this, like, they have a business, they have this, I don't know, whatever it is, there's always an excuse. But in my opinion, if someone is your someone who you claim is your very, very close friend, doesn't take three seconds out of their day to pick up their phone and text you and say, I'm thinking of you and your baby. I'd love to get together sometime soon. All right, that's fine. Then I will invest the same amount of time into that friendship as well. I, I'm, I'm not offended by it, but I will not be giving my 110% that I try to give to all of my friends to the, to the ones who are only giving me 5%. You know, and then, of course, you're going to have friends who come out of the woodwork after you give birth saying, oh, my God, how's the baby? Can I come and meet him? No, no, you didn't ask me one time during my pregnancy how I was. You didn't check on me. You didn't message me. You didn't call me. You didn't even answer, you know, respond to an Instagram story I posted. No, you can't see my baby. Sorry. Maybe one day. If you make more of an effort to like be in my life. But hey, I don't. It's just how I feel. <laughs> so how you know you've outgrown a friend is when they stop giving you the same effort that you put in. Yeah, that one got a little salty. You can tell I'm a little I'm a li I'm a little salty, but I'm not like I'm not hurt. I'm not offended. It's just simply a fact of life. Like this happens. People grow apart and that's okay. We just move on. Okay. Last question. <sighs> the last question, guys. I like two people at the same time. What do I do? Are you seriously asking me that? I like two people at the same time. What do I do? Dump them both. I really mean that. Dump them both. If you're with someone that is going to turn into a potential partner, or if you're in a relationship and you, or I'm sorry, if you're aiming to have a meaningful relationship with someone, the person who you are with should be the only one you see should like and I don't just mean physically I mean should be the only one that your mind can imagine being with you know it's okay to have little crushes on people and things like that but if you are actively involved with two different people at the same time that's a bit much and I don't think that's appropriate and I think that if you're having feelings towards two different people at the same time, then clearly one is not giving you everything you need and neither is the other. So in that case, you're not going to be satisfied with just picking one of them. So I would just move on. I would dump them both and I would wait until someone who seems like the obvious only option to you comes along. And people deserve to feel that way too. People deserve to feel like the absolute only option that there is. So how are they going to feel when they find out? Because they will find out that they were one of two options. 
you would hate to feel that way, you know? So don't do that to somebody else. I just think that's wrong. Um, I've been in that position, of course. I feel like we all have. But if I had asked somebody, what do I do? I could have saved myself a lot of heartbreak in the end. Because it's not fair to anybody involved, you know? I dated a guy who... um, We said we were going to keep everything casual, you know? He lived... in a different state and I would go and see him like once or twice a month. He would come down and see me every once in a while, but we said we would keep it casual. And then I eventually met someone else who I liked as well. And I was grappling with the same thing. Like, what do I do? Um, and then, you know, we, we, me and the guy that I was seeing, We never agreed to be exclusive. I will say that right here. We never agreed to be exclusive. We said we could explore other connections, if you will, with whoever, if we felt the need to. And I've always been a one gal kind of guy or one guy kind of gal. So I didn't even like that didn't even cross my mind. But I ended up meeting somebody else. And um, it wasn't until after I explored that connection while also being in a open relationship type of arrangement with this other out-of-state guy that I felt awful. I felt so guilty. I was like, oh, this is not, this is not me. This is not me. And it's, I felt like I had cheated on the other guy, on the first guy, even though I hadn't really. It just felt wrong and I felt guilt and shame. And like, if you don't agree with this, lifestyle or whatever or my idea that's okay too but I personally can't wrap my mind around talking to multiple people seriously uh, multiple times you know or at the same time I'm sorry so to me I just think the easiest course of action and the best option for everyone is to just um, move on from both and wait until somebody comes along that is the only one that you want to invest your time into and you can't even fathom thinking about anybody else because everybody deserves to feel that way you know they all everyone deserves to feel like the only option there's no other choice there's just you you know all right well I feel like we've gotten really deep (laughs) this episode and um I really appreciate you guys sending me all of these questions this has been my most um my most interacted with question uh, that I've gotten so far. So thank you for all of your responses. And if you take something away from this and all of this advice that I have to give, it's basically don't chase anyone. Find yourself and love yourself. And move on when you know it's time where whoever whatever relationship that is when you know it's time just go you'll be okay Alrighty. well i guess i'll sign off here and um if you guys could please like i said just click on my link in my bio just to check out my website it would really generate a lot of um traction for my 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 little podcast here our little podcast here I hope you enjoyed all the advice 
And you can always go at any time now to the website and submit an answer into the form, which I will then have forever. And I can't wait to share more of them with you and more answers. So next week, we'll be talking a little bit more about Christmas traditions and holiday things and and fun um funness <laughs> and, and fun activities that we do around the time this time um maybe some ha- we'll do some happy stories next week maybe some some stuff to get us in the christmas cheer you know some i know everybody doesn't celebrate christmas so i'm trying to keep it as um like open as possible i myself celebrate christmas i love it um so with that i bid you all adieu Please don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, review, all that jazz anywhere that you can. And I love you all. Don't stop complaining. Bye.